When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host, Dustin Smith. Like always, Dustin, man, we're here to talk a little Auburn sports talk. Uh, we're going to touch baseball, basketball, football, uh, everything, man. Going to talk a little Deion Sanders out at Colorado, everything that's happening there in the transfer portal, man. A lot of stuff going down out there. Uh, and and Deion, uh, he don't hold back, man. He went on the Pat McAfee show and all that good stuff. Uh, and and he got a little laugh out of it, and so did Pat. So uh, a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, man. Uh, the NFL drafts happening tonight, man. That's uh, my Panthers with the number one overall pick, dude. Like, uh, I hope it's Bryce Young. I think uh, it I, is. Yeah. I, I I think it is, but I was kind of following a little panthers media and everything and they were like oh well we've heard will levis's name a lot today and i was just like no way you know uh bryce young bryce young or cj stroud dude like don't mess it up you know if you go if you go outside of that uh, you know poverty franchise for years to come i believe uh, but, man, let's kick this thing off with some Auburn baseball real quick. We had a, a big opportunity in the midweek, uh, a chance to raise the RPI a little bit, uh, taking on the in-state Troy Trojans, uh, who are – they're a hell of a ball club, man, let's be honest. I think their RPI sat around 32, 33, somewhere in there. We're right below them. And we come out in the first inning, Dustin, and and – you know, we just hit the piss out of the baseball, man. We're slapping it all around the yard. Bobby Barrels was locked in. Uh, Cooper McMurray, uh, he singled right there in the first. And and we, we drive home six runs, man, and then the bats go absolutely ice cold. You know, I, I think what we didn't score again until the eighth when we were down eight to six. Uh, so, man, we get a six to one lead, Dustin, in the midweek against Troy 
and our bullpen somehow can't find a way to lock this thing down when you're still in a must-win situation. Let's don't get away from that, people. All right? All right? This baseball team needs as many victories as possible right now. And you're up five runs. You're walking people. You're giving up bombs. All right? You're not competitive, and you're hitting batters. Like, it's the same thing week in, week out, night after night. It's the same stuff, Dustin. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the midweek loss to Troy, man? Well, I said after the Alabama series, I wanted us – I felt like we needed to go 5-0 and in the upcoming. Mm-hmm. I felt like we needed to sweep Mississippi State uh, and then win the midweek series game last week, which we ultimately ended up doing, and then getting this game versus Troy because I just look at what you had coming up this weekend. And I think it's mm-hmm. easy to discount, especially when you start SEC play, it's easy to discount the midweek. But we've lost three of the last four midweek games mm-hmm. and those stack up and mm-hmm. now you're going on the road where we're three and nine away from Plainsman. so you know it's just uh i feel like you really needed to win this game like you said troy's in the low 30s in rpi i believe it was 32nd um so big opportunity right and you just yeah you yep. had the huge lead and this is just auburn team it's not a team i could ever imagine like being a, a betting on uh, because being down eight to one with one out to go in the game, they might come back and win. And being mm-hmm. up eight to zero, Friday night versus Alabama, they might blow it. Like they, they you just don't know. So, yep. Um, and you saw that. You saw that unfortunately last night, big lead, and you just can't close it out. It's frustrating, man. It really is. Uh, this is not a shot at Justin Kirby. I don't think Justin Kirby is a is a bad baseball player. Like by no means is he. You know, he's like he's he's very serviceable. He's solid. He's you know he's not this. He's not a guy where you're like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, I think he's batting around like two seventy ish. He can he can hit for power, obviously. So he's not a bad baseball player at all. Uh, but Chris Stanfield is just producing at a higher rate. So even though it's a midweek game, I just don't I just don't get it. Like mm-hmm. this is a midweek game that you need to have. This is a yep. midweek game that looks good on your resume when at the end of the season. Troy's a tournament team. So they made multiple uh, – they said it multiple times during the broadcast last night, Troy's trying to get to the point to where they host a regional. Will they yeah. get there? I don't know. But, like, that's their goal, and it's not it's not unattainable for them. They, they're looking at about a two-seed right now. So, like, they're a solid baseball team, man. Uh, and we just not – just another opportunity that we missed. So you're you're running out of these opportunities. You're running out of them, so you better start taking advantage of them this weekend. Then next weekend, you better start winning these midweek games, man. They're at they're stacking up. That's three losses now in a month that you've accumulated in midweek games to in-state schools that you can beat. Mm, man, Dustin, I mean, it's it's painful, dude. It's painful, and it's hard to get words uh, that. You, you have opportunity after opportunity and you keep letting these things slip away, man. Let's, let's be honest. We should have swept Mississippi state. All right. We should have swept Mississippi state that game too. Christian Herbert Holtz mm-hmm. throws his ass off. All right. And you find a way to somehow lose that game. Even after the comeback. All right. You find a way to lose a game. And you always say, we always say on this podcast, 
Bad teams find ways to lose games, multiple ways to lose games. And that's exactly what's happening, man. It, it is the bats are sporadic. All right. One minute they're sky high. The next minute uh, you can't hit a lick. And, and you see it on the weekends, man. Look at look at the Florida series, man. Like you come out, you beat the piss out of Florida, and then you come back and, and it's like you're down and out, man. Like you, you can't hit. And it's just, I don't know. I, 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 it's tough, man. Like they're so up and down. And, and I put on Twitter the other day that I felt like now after this loss, this forces you to have to win a series against South Carolina or LSU. Like I'm to the point where I don't think beating Ole Miss and Missouri gets you in. Like I don't care if you do take a game against South Carolina and LSU. I'm to the point where I think you might have to win one of these series because you've let the midweek stack up. Um, and j- let's just say, dude, it's so hard to sweep somebody. I, is Auburn gonna is Auburn gonna sweep Ole Miss? I mean. At this point, I don't think we're sweeping anybody. I haven't, you seen, know? It. I mean, I haven't seen it at all. And, and 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 that's my point is how the bats are so sporadic, the bullpen being as bad as it is. I just don't know how you can look at the rest of the schedule and say, oh, well, if they take two out of three from Ole Miss and they take two out of three from Mizzou, that'll get you in. I'm sorry. I disagree, man. Like, I think you're going to have to take – even if you take one from South Carolina, like I think you have to find a way to beat LSU. Or if you take, you know, one from LSU, then you gotta have you gotta be coming off a series win at South Carolina. If you go to South Carolina and you win that series, you're in the tournament, because <laughs> uh, yeah. you're in the tournament. So all of these people who are saying, oh, well, you know, if we just take one here, why don't you just lock the damn thing in and beat somebody? Right. That that That's what I'm getting at is, like, lock it in, man. Stop flirting with it and lock it in. Go on the road to South Carolina this weekend and win two games. If you do that, you're in the tournament because you should take care of business at Ole Miss and you should beat Missouri at home, Dustin. Let's be honest, man. I mean, I'm just I'm – just, to the point, man, where, like you said, there's no way you can bet on Auburn because one night you pitch well and you don't hit. The next night you pitch terribly and and you do hit. <laughs> so, you know, and, and we all know on Sundays you better score 13, 14, 15 because – 25. You, yeah, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, man, that Georgia game, you know. I, I said that too when D1 baseball – throughout their little rankings and everything. And Auburn was still on the first five out. They were the number one team on the first five out. So, which means they're the last, they're, they're the first team that's left out of the tournament. And a guy gets on there and he says, well, Auburn beat Georgia and they're in the tournament. And I was like, well, yeah, they are. But, you know, that Sunday, they also put up a football number on us. So it looked like Kirby Smart out there. So, yeah, they just swept Arkansas, too, who swept us. So it kind of looks like the trajectory of the two teams, Georgia's here, Auburn's here. Uh, Southern Cal was in the tournament. They were one of the last five teams in. 
Uh, and and they said, well, Auburn beat Southern Cal too. And I'm like, yeah, but that Sunday you had a four-run lead and you blew it and you ended up tying. Twice. Yeah, you, you had twice, twice. Yeah, great point. You had twice, two four-run leads and you blew both of them and you ended up tying. And then you look at Indiana, Dustin. You had a chance to sweep Indiana. And you even had Joseph Gonzalez, who we'll talk about in, in here in just a minute, you even had him in that series, and you still couldn't sweep Indiana. They beat you to sleep that Sunday. So, you know, I just I kind of throw my hands up with it at this point, man. I feel like you got to go on the road to South Carolina or have LSU at your crib and find a way to win two out of three, man. I don't just just in one of those series, Dustin. I mean, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said, man. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not you're not totally out of it, but you, you got to start winning games. I mean, this is it. You can't. You've only got what four series left, so you yep. better start winning them. I mean, and and Dustin, my thing is, okay, you've beat Georgia in an SEC series. You've beaten Mississippi State in an SEC series. I mean, you have a series lost against Southeastern Louisiana on your resume. Don't get me wrong, not knocking them. They're a great program, great ball club. But that's a series you got to win, man. Now that is on the bad side of your resume. So where are all your series dubs? You know, yeah, you got Indiana and USC and Georgia, but Mississippi State's no longer projected in the tournament. So you got to start racking up some SEC series dubs, man. And Ole Miss and Missouri, who are both sitting at the bottom of their divisions, come on, man. Like, we need something astronomical, right? You And you have two huge opportunities. Yeah. So we got to make something shake, Dustin. And, and you know, leading into to Gonzo, man, and we get the news this morning – um, Lindsey Crosby, he breaks it that it's something that everybody kind of expected that Gonzo is officially out for the remainder of the regular season. Uh, you know, and and you called this, Dustin. Let's be straight up, man. You called it week one or week two into into the season. You told me you said Blake, he's done pitching for Auburn University. And of course, me, I said, well, you know, let's hold on. We, you know, we don't really know all the details. And you said, no, he's not coming back. He pitched for Team USA over the summer, and it just, uh, you know, injury. Is he going to the draft? Whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to get on here and say that he's flunking out for the draft. I'm I'm not going to do that, Dustin. That's not, you know, I'm just not going to put that on on the kid's name, right? You know, so I have my opinion, but – it sucks, man. It's like a gut punch, you know, because uh, you're expecting this guy to come back who we've said if he does come back, we're sitting here thinking, okay, well, now you got Tommy Vell Friday. You can throw Gonzo Saturday, and then you've been able to rely on Christian Herberholtz, who has had back-to-back phenomenal starts, and I think that's a pretty damn good three-man I mean, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right there. So that's why we were getting our hopes way up here for Gonzo to come back, man. And then, you know, you just get this heartbreaking news. And and like I said, gut gut punch, dude, gut punch. Absolutely just kind of ripped my heart out. And 
I even posted on Twitter, you know, a dude jumping off the top of a building because I said, here we go. You know, it's just one thing after another, Dustin. Yeah, somebody had posted on the on the bulletin, uh, is there a dead Indian barrel ground underneath our pitcher mound? Mm. And I thought that was pretty funny because it always seems to be the pitchers that get the season enders, right? Yep. But <clears throat> listen, dude, like uh there's a reason why I don't I never have any inside information. I just watch a lot of sports. And uh usually if a guy has a ish, a injury issue that's not like a break or a tear or something where you have like a strong recovery time. Mm-hmm. And then he ended the season with it. It lingered with him through the off season, but you still let him pitch for team USA. And then he misses the entire preseason. And then he comes and he throws 50 something pitches the first weekend. And then all of a sudden he's going to be out for a little bit. Like at that point, it's just like, Hey man, like I said, I've just watched a lot of sports, and I know how that goes. It's very mm-hmm. rare in those kind of situations when all of a sudden, boom, he gets right, and he comes back, and he's good to go. And uh, it's a coach's job to protect his players, so I'm not, like, saying that anybody's lying or this, that, and the other. I just – I watched the Bush Thompson press conferences, mm-hmm. and um, whenever he talked about Gonzo, I just – for whatever reason, I just didn't believe what he was saying, basically. Like, it just yep. – it just, I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't say, this is why I don't have a motive, you know, like, I don't know, but it just, it just never seemed to me like, uh, I don't know. It just never seemed like it we were, they're being completely honest or, or yeah. at the very least, it seemed like they were kind of painting some sunshine uh, on a situation that was a little bit worse than what they were portraying. Or maybe they were hopeful, man. I don't know. But, but to me, it just didn't, I just wasn't buying it for whatever reason. And it's not, I'm not saying like they did anything wrong or some sinister plan, nothing like that. It's just because I don't know the details. There could be a very good yeah. reason as to why. And like I said, maybe they were being honest. I, yeah, but just outside looking in, this is why from I, from week one I was saying, I don't know, man. This just something doesn't seem right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where I why I, why I've had that opinion. So to me today, this was uh, to quote Pat McAfee. This is this was how you doing? Keep moving. Like I've he's been he's been out of my mind. Yeah. Like when I saw all the stuff coming up last week, anybody's going to pitch to South Carolina. Would I text you back? No, he's not. Yep. Like this is just not, I just, I'm done with it. It's just the same yep. way. I don't believe there's a mystery small forward out there that's locked into Auburn <laughs> and just not telling anybody. That's the same way. I don't believe there's just some mystery quarterback out there that's going to drop out in mm-hmm. the 72 hours we got left in the portal and come mm-hmm. save the day for Auburn football. Like I'm not buying any of that stuff, man. So. I, I actually like what Tay had to say on Twitter today. He said, I'll ride with Robbie and Holden before I clean up any of this mess in the portal. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, they're not, there's nobody in there that get out of here, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, with Gonzo, dude, you know, I was at the Indiana series and when I watched him pitch, you know, I, I said, Hey, look, I looked at my wife. I said, We're going to be special this year. You know, like, like, if this guy's giving you five innings, one hit baseball, no runs on yeah. 50 pitches, I mean, we're going to be special. And Indiana, as you see, they're they're going to be in the tournament. All right. And and we all know, man, we've seen Indiana make runs to Omaha and and super regionals. And uh, we know that, you know, they're they're a big to do in Big Ten baseball. So 
it just felt like a special season once again, and we were going to start stacking these things. You know, we weren't going to have that let down nosedive year like 2021, right? And this injury just flat out, it freaking sucks, man. It sucks. It's, it's painful. And, and I know, like you said, it's out of your mind, but it's still lingering there for me because I'm just, I'm torn, man. Like, and you know what, Dustin, if, if, if he does, you know, feel like he's a draft pick, Good for good for Joseph Gonzalez, man. That is another guy that Auburn can point to and say, "Hey, look, all right, this guy right here, he played at Auburn. All right, if you want to make your way to the league, you come here and play baseball. All right, because I believe it was Vandy last year. He absolutely shoved. Nobody gave us a shot to win that baseball game." And he went in there, and I believe we beat him like eight to two or something like that. Uh, and he absolutely threw a gym, man. He threw a gym at Tennessee last year. Uh, he he just that was game three, I believe it was the rubber match, and he made one mistake, and they hit it a mile. But other than that, dude threw a gym. Here's the thing, too, Blake, that really kills you looking at the way our season has gone and the and the way our bullpen has struggled, is that Gonzo was a guy that can get to six, seven innings and only have thrown 60 pitches. He's not a strikeout guy. He doesn't walk a lot of guys either. He's a contact guy. So one of two things happens. He's getting ground balls or, Mm -hmm. like you said, he's making mistakes and that sinker ball is not sinking and they're hitting him yard, and then he's out of there. So, like, that's how he gets run, though. He doesn't get run from walking a lot of guys. He's going to have his control. That's just – if he's going to be getting hit around the yard on his bad days. So – when he's on, though, you don't really have to mess with your bullpen because, like I said, you look up and you're like, oh, damn, dude, we're in the seventh inning and he's got 50, 65 pitches. Like, we're good to go here. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that part of it, too. Like, he's a guy that saves your bullpen. Um, and, I mean, we've seen Gonzo go deep plenty of times. And that's obviously – having that would be huge because even in even in Tommy and Herbert Holtz's good starts, you're, you're not getting seven. You know, you're getting you're getting five and two thirds, six and two thirds, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it would be nice to have a guy that can come in and eat up seven, eight for us one day out of the weekend. Very true, man. Very true. Uh, look, don't give up on the team just yet, people. All right, don't give up on them just yet. We got two major series coming up back to back. Hopefully, we can shake something out, make something happen. Hopefully, we can get up there this weekend. Uh, Tommy Vale can continue his dominance. Would love to see that. Hopefully, Christian Herberholtz can continue to put his foot down and 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 continue greatness, man. Uh, he, he has absolutely stepped up uh, in the role that he has been put in, and uh, it's been phenomenal to watch because we saw his early season struggles. Uh, and, you know, we just pray this bullpen, man. Look, we always say it, Dustin. I've said it a million times. I can live with getting hit around the yard. I can't live with walking 30 people a series. All right? I can't do it, man. Like, I can't. Um, so, let's go win a series. Let's try to let's try to win both of these things back to back, man. And then you know damn well you're in then. Yeah, all right? Good, and – you know, uh, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that we can't win them, all right? I know South Carolina just swept Florida. That's fine, all right? 
But LSU, man, they struggled with Ole Miss a little bit. Ole Miss had the lead on them twice, all right? I think it was game two and game three. Ole Miss led in both of those games. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that we can't do it. If we can find a way to get to Paul Skeens and somehow Tommy Vail can match that, you know, and somehow we love to sneak out game one victories, you know, anything's possible. You know, I might be wearing some orange and blue goggles right now, but uh, just don't give up on this baseball team, man. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get up there and, and get a series dub, man. But, look, Dustin, let's move on to basketball, Auburn basketball. A lot of things chirping, a lot of things going around social media. I know that we haven't uh, really spoken on the, the LeBaron filing decommitment from Auburn. Uh, we've heard that he's following West to Ole Miss and everything. He come out publicly and said that he wanted to be a true point guard for somebody, and he didn't feel like that was going to happen at Auburn with Pettiford coming in. We've seen what Pettiford can do. I mean, absolute highlight reel. Uh, and, you know, hey, you're, you're going to have decommitments. I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, look, you know, don't really get upset about it. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I think you're still happy with with what you got coming in. And I feel the same way. If a kid doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here, okay? That's how I feel about it, man. So, uh, Dustin, how do you feel about the LeBaron decommitment, man, and, and everything that's happened with Wes? Um, that's just, I think it sucks because I don't think I've ever been higher on a, a basketball player that I've watched in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's including DeMarcus Cousins. So I just I, I feel like that highly about LeBaron's game. But like you said, man, and, and I talked about it whenever uh, I went to the game that night uh, where he committed. Mm-hmm. I stood right next to Wes Flanagan for the entire game. And LeBaron's parents are right in front of me. There was constant communication back. Like it was very clear that like Wes was the guy. I mean, they were. They were they were close, so there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought we were okay because the understanding was was that him and Pettiford had become really good friends, and they had Bruce had been kind of had kind of part of his plan. He had kind of put them together for like two years. So to say now that you want to be a true point guard, it's like okay, well you kind of knew the plan the whole time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that Wes, you know, had a big thing to do with that and all and. I think that Bruce kind of had the uh, was the reason for the Peyton Marshall decommitment. It sounded like we were the ones making that there, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you had three guys with Peyton being the lowest rated, being a four star. You had two five star. I mean, you were looking at a top class. Now you've only got one of those guys, so um, you're kind of restarting. You know, you still got a couple guys you got to go get. You got to go get another guard. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of stuff to do, man. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, like pretty discouraging news on a Friday at 7 a.m. to wake up to, <sighs> like man. Uh, so I'm not I'm not too thrilled about this one. I'm just I can't really sugarcoat it. But it's not like the end of the program type thing when you get a kid to commit in his junior year. You know this you know these kind of things can happen and stuff like that. So it is what it is. Um, I know I, they said that like we're gonna still try to recruit him. I just when you decommit, man, I feel like the boat. You know, 99 times. Yes. Yeah. A ship sailed, so I don't I don't see that really being a thing. But uh, you know, Bruce got a plan, and he's he's gonna try, dude. Like it's not it's not from lack of effort. He's putting in the work, so we'll we'll see how it goes, man. 
Yeah, and you know, uh, not not too far after that, man. Not too much later, uh, you, you get a you get a commitment, you know, and and you add Chaney Johnson from the transfer portal, uh, from the from the D two ranks. But uh, Bruce has seen him in action, all right. And you know, all of these people are like, oh, well, you know, he was D two. Look, I don't care if you can hoop, you can hoop. Point blank, period. Uh, he went in. I think he put up like fourteen on Auburn in an exhibition game. Uh, he's 6'7", 215, man, averaging 13.8 points per game, 54% from the field, 37% from three. I will take that any day of the week right now uh, <laughs> because uh, we know how bad the Auburn Tigers struggle from behind the arc, man, and uh, 5.2 rebounds per game. So uh, how, how do you feel about Chaney Johnson and this pickup after losing LeBaron Filing? This is a nice death piece, and it's – like you mentioned in that uh, that preseason game right there before the season started, uh, we didn't get to see it, but it was just on the radio. But the word is is that he balled on Johan, which is very believable. Uh, so, <laughs> you so, see Santa Barbara, yeah, right? man, yeah. Well, what a what a missed evaluation by everybody, by everybody. Um, mm. I, I thought I thought more of a I missed too. I was saying he was Chumo Kiki type trajectory after Israel, and that is not mm-hmm. what happened. But uh, it's a nice death piece, man, and I think he's a guy that understands his role coming in. You know, when when Jalen needs a breather, going to give you 12 to 15 minutes a game. But I like adding a guy that he can also play the three spot. So I like adding guys that can play multiple spots off the bench, understands he's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, yeah. golf, he's a, he was a conference player of the year at um, – at, uh, was it Alabama Huntsville? So – yeah. yeah, dude, it's uh, it's just an, it's just a nice death piece. It's nice to have a guy coming off your bench that's played three years of college basketball, and he started mm-hmm. in 2020, so he's technically listed still as a sophomore because you know he started in that COVID yeah. situation, so he still has a couple years of eligibility left. So it's a nice it's a nice death piece. That's a, he's versatile. He's experienced. He shoots at a high percentage. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot. A high a high IQ guy. That's a team guy. Will be good for your locker room. I just think it's a win all around, man. He's not a guy that's going to ever light the world on fire, but you kind of seen when we get into these tight games when we're in Fayetteville, it doesn't. It just doesn't seem to me like we can match up. We like to play ten guys, but I don't know how yeah. good these last couple of years are. Seven, eight, nine, and ten have kind of been. You know, like mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of we need we need a boost. We need a boost off the bench, and I think the Cheney's definitely going to have that. Lior's coming back though. How about that? Cool beans. <laughs> oh goodness, man. Um, yeah, there's there's some question marks still on the roster, man. Nobody really knows what Flan's doing. Apparently, there's a mystery player out there. I don't believe that one second. Uh, and and I know you've mentioned that. Um, <clears throat> excuse that's, that's me. One of my favorite. That's what. That's one of my favorites because it's like Dude. it's really. If you believe that, it's just a test of how long you've been an Auburn fan. Mm. If you've been an Auburn fan five years, then maybe you think there's a mystery three out there averaging 30 points a game that's about to come <laughs> to Auburn. Maybe, but, like, if you've been in this game 30-plus years like me and Blake yeah. and a lot of people that are listening, you ain't mm-hmm. buying that crap. And you know that you know that if it is true, his major sports management, so he ain't going to be able to enroll <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Um uh... I just can't buy it, man. Like I, I, 
I can't get on the train of just there's magically some (laughs) mystery guy out there that just, you know, hasn't committed yet. And he's just waiting to to break the ice over the social media platforms and all of this stuff. Like I'm not buying it until I see it happen. All right. Because as an Auburn fan, like you just mentioned, man, we get so up here, we get so high, so just just to the moon, man. And then all of a sudden it just comes crashing down, just and we get nothing. All right. Um, you know, I mean, it's happened in football. You know, look, I know, look, damn, Tony Mitchell, the night before, you know, the signing of, of his letter of intent, uh, you know, people were saying, oh, Tony Mitchell's flipping, Tony Mitchell's flipping. I mean, thank goodness we avoided that trap. But, yeah. you know, you, you got Auburn fans just through the roof. You know, you sent them to outer space, man. We were just, oh, my God, Tony Mitchell, Tony Mitchell. And uh, we got a beat writer stranded at a Bojangles. So, you hey. know, I mean, there you hey, go. Think about, think about this. Grayson McCall was going to come to Auburn that weekend that it opened up and was going to commit to Auburn. Yeah. That's not that's not a secret. And he mm-hmm. wants to be at Auburn and Auburn wants him to be there. And it still it still can't it still isn't going to happen. So like I just so if you want me to believe that there's a magic person out there that's just going to swoop in in the night and shock everybody. I, so I you're so, so you're saying there's not a mystery quarterback out there that's going to come oh, in and take Robbie Ashford's job. No, no. And we're running, we're running out of time. And I don't know how many times people are going to do, are going to write articles or, or do shows asking the question, is Auburn starting quarterback on the roster? I, I just can't wait for Monday because all this football wise is going to be over with this portal. Like, and we'll mm. know, we'll know what it is. Cause man, this is just, this is crazy, bro. Like, it's not. <laughs> What why what even makes you think that like everybody in the portal is not better than Robbie? Or there and if the, if they are, it's, a, it's such a small margin that you can't you yeah. can't tell. So like I so then all of a sudden you're saying there's somebody out there then that hasn't entered the portal yet that it's Thursday right now. So if they're doing their and it ends Sunday, so if they're doing a visit, they've got what like 48 hours to get it done. So I just Nah, man, like, you know, like, I don't know if people are trying to push content with that or like what really what that is. And uh, I'm not I'm not trying to take shots at anybody or anything like that. It's just I don't see it. And then with some of the stuff, man, like. When when Lane Kiffin was openly saying. I'm not going to Auburn, he was tweeting out stuff like making fun of Auburn. Me and you still had people that are in the know who are right a lot of times, messaging us saying, it's still Lane Kiffin, I'm telling you. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing, but it's still Lane Kiffin. And me and you were texting back and forth like, then he's playing the craziest game ever. It sure looks like he doesn't, you know, like, and it just, so I don't, so sometimes, man, I don't know if like people have a certain, I just, I don't, I don't know. But uh, no, man, I'm not buying, I'm not buying any of that. I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to buy it, right? You know, I mean, uh, nothing's really happened. And and I think Hugh even come out and said this is a slow portal window. Like, he hasn't really seen anything. He's come out and said that he's not offering anybody that he hasn't seen throw, things like that, man. It, it's just, you know, it, it, we're to the point where 
I just what quarterback up to this point, there's still time left. Some news could break tomorrow when everybody's watching this. And some massive quarterback hit the portal and come to Auburn. I don't know. But as of now, I can't look at one person out there and say, you know what? That guy would come in and just sweep Robbie smooth off the mat, bro. Like, he would just come in and and bump him down to number two and bump Holden to number three and force him to transfer and everything. Like, I just can't see it. I, I can't see it. I'm with you. And think about this. One thing to remember, dude. He would have to be experienced, right? Because you just missed all yep. the spring. So yep. it would have to be a veteran guy that you could trust that would pick up the system in the fall with only four weeks to go and be ready to roll week one. There's no veteran guys like that that are about to hit the portal this weekend. Like we're just we're, we're out of time, dude. That 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 ship is sailed, man. It's not going to happen. And the like the kid from Notre Dame. All right, why are we sitting here saying that there's a chance he could come to Auburn? We all know there was zero chance that he was coming to Auburn. Zero. All right. Tommy Reese is at Alabama. All right. He is their offensive coordinator. The kid wasn't coming to Auburn. All right. It's not happening. He's going to follow his offensive coordinator. So what are are we just? Is that clicks? Is it? Is it like? I mean, why are we even saying that? Oh, he's good. He didn't. He was locked into Alabama a hundred percent. Like, come on, man. I mean, I, I think it is clicks a lot of it because, like, me and you have gone on other shows, right? Like, yeah, other other shows for other conferences and stuff. What do they ask us about? Quarterback, 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 quarterback Robbie. Quarterback, quarterback. We we can't get nothing out about defensive tackle or, or establishing yeah. the line of scrimmage. Uh, so it's like it, it could be clicks. That's what that's what drives it. And there sure seems to be a whole bunch of quarterback, you know, content out there. And look, and I get it. Like it's the most important position on the quarterback. You take Cam Newton off of 2010, that year looks a lot different. So I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not poo-pooing on any of that. It's just one of the things where it's like, what are we even what are we even talking about here? Like it doesn't seem, you know, and then if you do bring in a guy. Like, if you do bring in a guy this weekend, it's probably going to be like a backup guy. Like I said, he's not going to be an experienced guy with a whole bunch of reps yep. and this big the, – the kid from Notre Dame turned on that game versus Marshall. Like, there's a reason why that guy's leaving Notre Dame. There's a reason why he didn't win that job. Uh, so, he's not guaranteed to win the job at Alabama. Personally, I don't think he will. I think the guys they got there are more talented. And I don't think he's good enough to overcome missing the spring. Like, I just think that's a big deal to consider. And the thing, too, about this portal, bro, 400 people, 400 kids got left in the cold last year. Like, so I think a lot of kids kind of learned. Like, okay, man, I'm not just going to hop in the portal if I don't have something already lined up or I don't have multiple suitors that I know would take me, and then I'm going to weed through them and find out which one I want to go to. Listen. I hope he finds a, a landing spot, but Gordon Powell been tweeting out a whole bunch of tweets about his film and stuff, right? There's a reason for that. His pro one's probably, you know, like it's hard, man. It's hard because you're a lot more attractive as a 17-year-old prospect than you are as a 20-year-old that hasn't played in two years. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just kind of that way. It's like, okay, well, you've, you've been there for two, three years now and you haven't gotten, and I'm not talking about Powell specifically because he's only been there for one and he's a Harson guy. That kind of stuff's going to happen with a regime yeah. change. But like, um, 
it's just kind of one of the things, man. Like I said, 400 guys getting left out. You lose your scholarship. You don't get that NIL money. Like, man, it's it's. And then also, it's kind of one of the things too, where I think there's a over time the guys are going to look at it and say, it, it probably benefits you. Like, I'm there are portal situations that work 100, percent mm-hmm. but there's also there's also going to be a lot that don't. And I think over time, the longer that the portal exists, they're going to have you know, there's going to be able to, people are going to be able to look at it and say, man, a lot of times at my position, at this situation, it doesn't work out, yada, yada, yada. I just kind of think that's where that's headed. I think it's one of the things that when it first got introduced, it was super enticing. Mm-hmm. You're 20 years old. You were the, you were the man at, at your town. You were the man at your high school. And now you haven't played in two years and they're not treating me right. I got to hit the portal and all that kind of stuff. And hey, look, you've only got four or five years max. You got to go maximize your opportunities. And I'm all for kids yep. doing that. But I think a lot of times we'll use Jeffrey Emba, for example. Jeffrey Emba was going to get significant reps at a power SEC school. So, like, now he's got to go learn a whole new system. He's probably starting somewhere deeper down on on that depth chart than he was with ours. Like, was he a starter? No. But he was definitely a guy that's going to get reps, and he's one injury away from being a starter on that D-line, which in the SEC is going to happen. So I just think that sometimes – and, again, a, a Harson guy. Remember the video of when he committed? He yeah. bro-hugged Harson and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I understand that kind of stuff's going to happen when the regime changed. But uh, I think a lot of times these kids are kind of hurting themselves. Uh, if you don't have something automatically lined up, and ultimately a guy like Emba lands at a Big Ten school in Purdue. But I just think over time, man, like dude, how dead the portal has been this year – I think a lot of guys are just like, nah, I'm going to stay here and fight for reps where I've already established. Because after spring, that's dicey, man. Yeah, uh, 100% agree, man. And I kind of wanted to switch this thing off of Auburn a little bit and and go out west a little bit and talk about some guys who were actually getting left in the cold. Uh, and, And that's out at Colorado, man. Over 50 players have left Colorado since Deion Sanders was named head football coach. Uh, is this all part of the plan, Dustin, of primetime? Uh, I know there's been guys who have come out and said, hey, I can't get my film. He's not allowing it. Uh, there, there's been, you know, guys just comment underneath that and say, yeah, me either, dog. Like, uh, you know, he won't give us anything, whatever. Uh, it's, it's a weird situation out there. Like I mentioned earlier, prime is – on the Pat McAfee show, laughing about it, saying, hey, we knew this was going to happen. It's all part of the plan. We know what kind of luggage we have coming in. It is what it is. We're not worried about it. We're bringing four stars. We're bringing five stars. Man, uh, some some people wanted him at Auburn, Dustin. Some people wanted him at Auburn. And I remember I sent out a tweet. I wish I'd have bookmarked it. And I said, look, I just don't think Prime's the right fit at Auburn. And people said, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And I'll go on record right here and say the reason I didn't think he was the right fit at Auburn is because Auburn, the Auburn family prides themselves on that. All right. The alumni, the boosters, the fan base all prides themselves on being one unit, a family. And in my opinion, Dion Primetime Sanders is a me guy. All right. It's it's about me. It's about okay. Prime. <laughs> Instead of being called head coach Deion Sanders, it's Coach Prime. 
All right. It's prime time. All right. He's a me guy. He's always been a me guy. He was a me guy at Florida State. He was a me guy in the NFL. He was a me guy in Major League Baseball. Now he's a me guy. All right. Look, look at the Jackson State thing. All right. He leaves Jackson State, and then what does he do? He comes out and says, well, y'all stole my wallet and my keys and everything like that. While I was coaching out on the field, I come back in my office, and everything's gone. All right, why didn't we hear that while you were still there? Why didn't we hear about these stories while you were still there? All right, because you're gone from there now. You're out at Colorado. It just feels like every, every little interview is recorded. Every weight yeah. room session that should not be recorded, in my opinion, it should be private. It There's a camera always rolling and getting to my point. Me guy, he wants the camera on him at all times. And in my opinion, with Auburn being a small town, the loveliest village on the plains, priding themselves on family, it just wouldn't have worked. Yes, he can recruit. I get that, man. But I just – would he have gotten along with certain people, man? And I just – there's no way I thought it could happen. That's why we both had him at number three on our list, right? right. We had Lane, Hugh, Dion. all right? And significantly behind the first two. Yes, and because we talked multiple times about, like, no shot, Dion get Auburn. No shot. No shot. He just doesn't fit. He doesn't fit what Auburn stands for. And I really, really knew it wasn't happening once the Cadillac buzz heated up. Once the Cadillac buzz heated up, I said, yeah, there's no shot, you know, um, because Auburn fans are taking Cadillac 10 out of 10 times, right? Like, you're gonna ride with the with the legend that you have, and especially after he revamped the season when you were freaking three and whatever, you know, three and six. And uh, I just, man, I look at this situation at, out at Colorado, and it's super weird. I know they've picked up a couple guys. I think they picked up a guy from Old Dominion. They picked up a guy from Tennessee in the portal recently. But still, man, you're almost at 60 players now that have hit the portal. How do you feel about this, Dustin? I mean, uh, this is uh, there's so much there's so much to this because yeah, uh, Dion is like I'll give him this man. He's a guy that moves the needle. And the reason that we had him at three was because if the guy can get recruits to Jackson State, if he can sign top 25 classes, and I think he's limited in what he can – I don't think he'll ever be like inside the top 10 at Colorado in recruiting, and I might be Mm -hmm. wrong about that. But I think he'll be able to get some guys out the south. But like what he's going to have to do that's going to be hard for him is he's going to have to travel out of his state constantly and go try to get kids to come to Colorado. Yep. Where at Auburn, you can just go up to Phoenix City. You can just travel down to Mobile. You can just go over to Atlanta. Like, he's got to go so far to recruit, and he's got to win those battles consistently. That's going to be tough, and he will do it. He is a fantastic recruiter. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we had him at three was because we our thing was our roster has fallen behind all of our SEC rivals and talent what would what would two years of Dion recruiting with Auburn resources look like? It'd probably be pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of so that was kind of where we were at with that. 
And but ultimately, dude. So I think he's had some limitations and what and the dedication that he has from Colorado, like the university. I don't know what their NIL situation is and all that. I think he wanted guys to leave. I don't think he yeah. planned on fifty. I think mm-hmm. there are guys that he wanted to leave that have left, and I think there are some guys that they didn't. Like the guy that was a spring uh, spring game MVP for them, uh, Auburn. We've offered him. I don't know how serious. Yeah, that the is receiver. Yeah, uh, but his son, the quarterback. He went on Instagram Live and was telling the Colorado fans, go spam, go spam his uh his social media accounts, asking why he left. So that tells me you were salty and butthurt about it. So you didn't want mm-hmm. all of them to leave. So I don't Great know how point. they're gonna fill these guys. And he was saying, like, like something he was saying on the McAfee show was, I've got my guys lined up. I've got starters already from big time programs that are gonna come. Oh, well, the point I made with the quarterback situation at Auburn. You better get it done this weekend. Because mm-hmm. Sunday's the last day. So if he, he might have an influx of 40 starters that he's just going to sweep from everybody. One, that's going to raise some serious tampering questions. And then, you know, two, like I just I just doubt highly you're going to pull that off. So we'll see how it goes, man. They're already a, like they're a 1-11 team. Like I think they were going to win. If he does a really good job this year, they're going to win four or five games. So You got them that high? No, I don't think they will. No, I think oh, they're going to yeah. two or three. But I'm just saying, like, if he does yeah. a like a good job for him, would look like yeah. like their roster is so depleted. So he's not. If you look out through his career, he's not really a long haul guy. You know, Dallas mm-hmm. 49ers switching back. Like he's, he's he likes to go different places and and move fast. So I don't even know how long he's going. I don't know if he's going to be there long enough. And one final point about when you said he has a camera on everything and that not working for the Auburn family, right? Mm-hmm. When they lost their bowl game, his last game at Jackson State, the tight end dropped the ball. Uh, it was either a two-point conversion or a touchdown that could have won it, but it was on the goal line. He drops the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody that's played sports knows you could be in the locker room. That kind of situation needs to stay in the locker room. Yep. That doesn't need to be put out nowhere. Yep. And they had the cameras rolling. And within 30 minutes of that kid dropping that ball, Dion talking to him crying was all over social media. My Not point. like trying to trying to boost him up. So I ask you this: if you're an Auburn fan that that you know kind of wanted that, let's put our boy John Samuel Shanker in that situation. Mm-hmm. I know this fan base. Y'all would have and we and rightfully so, we would have crushed Dion if he was our coach and posted a video of John Samuel Shanker crying after he dropped a ball, dropped a ball to lose the iron bowl or something. Like that's mm-hmm. just that's not cool, man. It's over the line. Did it get a lot of likes? Yes. Did a lot of stupid people that didn't understand what they were looking at comment underneath it and say, that's a good coach right there, man. That's a good mentor coaching up a guy. At- yeah, I'm sure they did. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. What you don't do is not put it out there for the entire country to see. Because that's yep. like one, it's not genuine. Like it yep. doesn't even, it's like the guys that are that are rich and then go giving out money and then putting it on social media. Like I don't even think he was a genuine person. Like mm-hmm. I like the guy that you got to like hear about it. It's like, Oh, this celebrity gets a lot of money, but you didn't even know he does like, like Keanu Reeves or something. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just all seems fake and I just don't buy it. And I said it from the get go. Whenever we talked about it back in the day, well, I say back in the day, but back in November and December, yeah. um, I'm just never, I'm just never going to be a fan personally of people that speak yeah. in the third person. It is weird to mm-hmm. me. It, it just turns me off, man. It's weird as hell. 
Yeah, I agree, man. I, I look, I think he's just solely waiting on Florida State to open up. And as soon as that opens up, I think he is out of Colorado. It could be two to three years, whatever. But I think he is waiting for that job to open up. Um, you know, I don't think it will, though. It might not because they're going to be damn good this year, you know, well, at least on paper for right now. You know, well, let's let's see. They got LSU in the opener again. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see that and, and see how that goes. That one was a wild one last year. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Dion, just not my cup of tea. You know, he, he's not he's just not for me. And, and I guess that's why I didn't really want him at Auburn. But Dustin, man, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, and I and I know. Look, we're we're eventually going to get to this Nike and Under Armour deal. Uh, we'll we'll try to do that on the next episode, man. But uh, we'll 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 talk about that with the Auburn fans and everything. Uh, but I'll leave you with your uh, final thoughts and words, man. Yeah, we still got plenty of time for that. Unfortunately, yeah. the, Under, the Under Armour contract doesn't run out until 2025, and I say unfortunately, so that tells you where I'm leaning with it. Uh, just mm-hmm. shout out, man, to Derek Cole, Owen Popo, Colby Wooden, all those guys tonight. Uh, Man, well, they probably won't get drafted tonight, but this weekend, hope y'all land in a good spot and, uh, you know, just wishing those guys the best to a long, healthy NFL career. Mm. And uh, I would love to see the Bucks need a pass rusher. I've seen two or three mock drafts that have got Derek Call coming in the second or third round. And so mm. if he wants to join Carlton Davis, KJ Britton, Jamel Dean, dude, come on down, baby. So just uh, love that. the draft, man, and, and uh, shout out to those guys. We appreciate them. And they, uh, those are some captains right there, dude, that, put up with a lot of crap in their career and they could have quit mm. this year and they didn't. So I'm forever going to love them for that. Yeah, man. Uh, great stuff right there, Dustin. Uh, good luck to all those dudes and thank each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. Uh, like the show, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, pound that like button on the videos, get in the comment section. We would greatly appreciate it. If you wanted to chat it up with us, we always respond. We're always there. Uh, So just holler at us. And with that being said, we will leave y'all with a war damn eagle like always. And we'll catch you on the next one. We're out.